Hello one, hello all. Welcome to the Politics Mostly podcast with your host Peter Ramirez. Now, I know I owe you guys part two and part three of ranking my favorite Trump scandals, March Madness bracket style. Uh, Those are still in the way, but we have to talk about coronavirus, don't we? Uh, As I sit here looking at my TV screen, we're at over half a million confirmed cases, uh, over 20,000 dead in America, including over 10,000 here in New York. And of course, no one blames Trump for the start of the virus, right? Wet markets, maybe selling bats, and God knows what else in China is where the virus started. But, 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 that doesn't mean every decision President Trump has made since the outbreak has been uh, the correct one either. When you elect people who don't fundamentally believe in government to run the government, don't be surprised when they botch the job, (laughs) mainly keeping people alive during a pandemic. Let's start in the beginning. Here is President Trump addressing the nation in mid-March, I think March 11th. This is an Oval Office address, very formal, carried live. These are serious, speaking directly to the American people. This is actually only his second such address as president. President Trump ramping up his response to the coronavirus outbreak, but instead of reassuring the public, he caused more confusion than calm, like this statement. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The Department of Homeland Security quickly clarifying, assuring the travel restrictions will not apply to U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and some of their family members. The ban instead would only apply to foreign nationals. Trump caused more uncertainty when he said the restriction would apply to trade. And these prohibitions will not only apply to the tremendous amount of trade and cargo, but various other things. But Trump took to Twitter to clear up that statement, writing, it is very important for all countries and businesses to know that trade will in no way be affected by the 30-day restriction on travel from Europe. The restriction stops people, not goods. President Trump further jumbled the message when he addressed the health care costs associated with coronavirus. Earlier this week, I met with the leaders of health insurance industry, who have agreed to waive all co-payments for coronavirus treatments. A White House official later corrected the notion, saying co-payments would be waived only for coronavirus tests, not for treatments of the disease. Okay, so let's let's recap. We're going to be suspending all travel, except that wasn't true. We're going to suspend all trade, except that wasn't true. All coronavirus treatment will be paid for, except that wasn't true. Dude, what are you doing? (laughs) This wasn't some gotcha question on your walk to the helicopter. This was a planned, pre-written speech, and you botched every message you tried to send. (laughs) Like, there was a rough draft. Then there were revisions, brainstorming, proofreading. You probably went through the speech a few times before reading it. And the entire next day, different parts of the government are just correcting the errors. Then there's the blame game. The right can't say thousands of Americans dying is fake news, so the only arrow in their quiver is to just start blaming pretty much everyone else. First, the governors, right? He called Washington's governor a snake, Michigan's governor the, quote, woman from Michigan, and, quote, doesn't have a clue. And he did offer a blueprint on how to get federal aid, though. Yes, Americans are dying, Testing was and continues to be a problem. 
ventilators and PPE are hit or miss. But you want to know the secret to getting help from the federal government? You need to appreciate our fearless leader. All I want them to do, very simple, I want them to be appreciative. I don't want them to say things that aren't true. I want them to be appreciative. Say nice things about your perfect president, and maybe, maybe, you get those ventilators you asked for. Say something like, hey, the federal government hasn't acted that quickly, and you get pushed to the back of the line. But I have some good news for Governor Inslee and Governor Whitmer. Just tell President Trump you have some dirt on Hunter Biden, and I'm sure you'll move up to the front of the line. Dr. Trump is a great medical doctor. The best. People are saying the biggest. Number one in the world. Dr. Trump thinks hydroxychloroquine will treat coronavirus. Dr. Trump studied this drug for a very long time. And Dr. Trump insists uh, that this miracle miracle cure isn't some short-term, desperate attempt to stabilize the financial markets. No. It's actually based on sound science and peer-reviewed studies. You see, Dr. Trump was touting this miracle drug at a press conference, and an Arizona couple took the medicine, even though they were not coronavirus positive, and the man is dead and the woman is in severe condition. It's almost like words have consequences, and maybe, just maybe, presidential press briefings about a pandemic isn't the place to be floating theories about magic pills. There are also reports that people who rely on hydroxychloroquine for conditions like lupus, haven't been able to fill their prescriptions because so many doctors are calling in experimental uh, prescriptions on dying coronavirus patients. Then, India, the country where most of the world's hydroxychloroquine is produced, announced that they would be banning the exportation of that drug, only further limiting our access to it. By the way, the first hydroxychloroquine coronavirus trial ended in Brazil because patients receiving the higher dose of the drug developed irregular heart rates and risked getting, um, getting heart arrhythmia a fatal condition. So there you go. Dr. Trump touts the drug. People take it and die. People who need it can't get it. India stops giving it to us. And the only trial to test the drug ended in failure because it stopped people's hearts. And the best news is Dr. Trump is in your insurance network. Okay, lastly, let's talk about one of my pet peeves of Trump. And there are a lot, but this is probably number one. (laughs) He gets things wrong. He later claims he was right. And then he he tries to rewrite history. No, 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 no. You don't get to claim you're right when you're wrong and try to lie to the American people after the fact. And two recent political ads, one from a Republican group, by the way, have done a really good job at pointing out how casually Trump was handling the crisis in the beginning. I'm going to play both, and then I'll see you next week. The coronavirus. This is their new hoax. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. When you have 15 people, and within a couple of days it's going to be down to close to zero, we really think we've done a great job in keeping it down to a minimum. I like this stuff. I really get it. People are surprised that I understand it. No, I don't take responsibility at all. about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all. How concerned are you? Well, we pretty much shut it down. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April. We have contained this 
I won't say airtight, but pretty close to airtight. It's going to be down to close to zero. It's going to disappear. It's like a miracle. It will disappear. Uh, they could have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. What do you say to Americans who are concerned that you're not taking this seriously enough? That's CNN, fake news. The president say, for example, he's going to continue with, with political rallies. Is this sending the right message? Going to a rally? There's no reason that you shouldn't go. It's really working out. The president stopped shaking hands. Uh, in our line of work. Uh, you shake hands. No, I don't take responsibility at all, but it's something that we have tremendous control of. I How would you rate your response to this crisis? I'd rate it a 10. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic.